Hello everyone. Welcome to the Cyber Trooper. I am Durga Shrikri and I am a cybersecurity professional. In this episode, we will be talking to Suresh who's been in the IT field for more than 20 years. He worked with the top MNCs and has seen it all, the highs and lows of the field. He started as an infrastructure engineer, later worked as an app developer, an infrastructure architect, a support manager and a client account manager. He's currently working as a technical expert in the field of pen testing. He's a mechanical engineer who turned into an IT profession. When asked why he chose to be a pen tester, he answered by saying that he believes a person who knows how to build things can carefully break them so that the networks are not affected. And this also helps in showing the organization system vulnerabilities that need to be patched. In this episode, we will hear from him how information security evolved over time, what pen testing is all about, and some advices from Suresh to aspirants who plan to join the field. For someone who does not know uh, anything about the industry, how would you explain what pen testing is all about and uh, how pen testers help organizations safeguard from cyber threats? To go to the origination of pen testing, security pen testing, you know, like um, when we started, I mean, when I started into IT industry like 20 years ago, 20 plus mm-hmm. years ago, um, like one of my mentor, you know, I remember the story they were talking about. See, like when you see 1900s, uh, that time, mm-hmm. uh, the supreme power in the world was Britishers, mm-hmm. ruling almost like 95 plus countries. Mm-hmm. The reason being that time the power source was having a naval power, mm-hmm. so they can travel to different countries and they can establish their kingdom kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And when we came to mid of uh, 19, like 1950, 1960, mm-hmm. technology became a superpower. Mm-hmm. That's when the U.S., you know, like the, that time computers came and uh, U.S., you know, had a atomic energy, you know, power mm-hmm. and the world war, so it ended, you know, in a sad way. But uh, that actually gave a supreme edge mm-hmm. to the industry or people, you know, the technology. Mm-hmm. But when it came to, like, as we progressed towards uh, 2000, 2005, 2010, mm-hmm. the real uh, money is in uh, information. Mm-hmm. So technically, the information is like, you know, you're talking about, even, you know, earlier it was information was only about like spy, I'm not just talking about a spy information, you know, about the mm-hmm. country, their strategy, mm-hmm. their, uh, you know, strategies for the military and other things. Now, they started looking into more detail into the people. They are, they are now tracking about your uh, financial transactions. They want to know what is your purchase habits and uh, you know where do you go and shop? What do you, what do you buy more? You know, All that information is a data. And uh, as we came to 2005, 2010, 
the country, any country that can call themselves a superpower, mm -hmm. they all having the control over the data. That's true. We, when we started uh, penetration testing, as I mean, as mm -hmm. my background goes, mm -hmm. I was not a penetration tester, or I was mm -hmm. not in the cyber security business because right. that was not the one uh, uh, field that was like people were talking about. It was actually taken it for granted. True, I was true. An application developer, mm -hmm. uh, programs I used to write, VB, Darknet, mm -hmm. and uh, there the security was, you know. At a developer's level. Okay. Uh -huh, like they used to ask us, you know, they used to ask mm -hmm. us like, mm -hmm. you know, whatever the code you know developed, mm -hmm. can somebody remote in run that code, you know, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So even the developer itself has to have a, I mean, everybody needs to have a mindset of security. Mm -hmm. At that time, it was only focused on the developers because only small web applications. Mm -hmm. so the internet has taken the world by small. Mm -hmm. We have mm -hmm. a lot of applications. So back to you know what we do as a mm -hmm. penetration tester. Mm -hmm. the end of the day, like there are multiple applications that will be there in mm -hmm. any company, like mm -hmm. maybe mobile application, hardware mm -hmm. device, mm -hmm. or uh, IoT device. Mm -hmm. So we try to see, first of all, we look at, you know, let's say I'm talking about a hardware security. Mm -hmm. okay. So I've been given a phone mm -hmm. to test, mm -hmm. phone app to test. So first okay. thing you see is like what are the endpoints in the phone, okay? okay. If there is a port here, mm -hmm. uh, some computer is given to me. So I'm going to see if there is a mm -hmm. Bluetooth uh, adapter, there is a interface, there is a Wi-Fi interface, there is a mm -hmm. USB-C, USB-A, 5 mm -hmm. all those ports, you know, I start using multiple softwares to see what services are open, what applications are open, and what mm -hmm. endpoints are open. Great. So we start poking around the mm -hmm. different uh, entities that have been given, and we start looking at the exploitable vulnerabilities. Right. Mm -hmm. The end result, you know, what we are looking at is how to get in Great. Great. as a root or admin. Mm -hmm. True. So once I get that, you know, this one, so my work is like almost, I have keys to the kingdom. Correct, If somebody is working on a bank, they'll be focusing on the systems in the bank. Mm -hmm. And uh, every bank nowadays has a mobile application where you can upload mm -hmm. through the mobile banking. Right, correct. So they start looking at their mobile application. First, they will download it into their, let's say, if it is developed for both iPhone and uh, mm -hmm. Android, mm -hmm. so they will download, they will have a jailbroken device or a rooted mm -hmm. device, mm -hmm. and they will start experimenting on that before even sending it to the public. Okay. Parallelly, we also do, you know, some kind of, there is a compliance, compliance and a legal requirement. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, you know, if some company is doing a business with, Let's say even the bank, okay. Mm -hmm. the bank has to, you know, issuing a debit card, credit card. Mm -hmm. the moment you issue a debit card, credit card, and those transactions, you know, mm -hmm. customers are using. So it comes under another uh, compliance review called PCI compliance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or uh, if there's, there's a company which is doing the medical 
part of it. Mm-hmm. Even a retail business doing uh, selling the medicines. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now there's another compliance that comes is HIPAA. Right, correct. The health side, right. HIPAA. So there are so many sarvaksi. There is like so for all those things, you know, every compliance, you know, just you were talking about, it's same thing like a penetration. Okay. We look at depending on what kind of application. Is it a mobile application or is it a web application? Mm-hmm. Or just a, you know, uh, hosted on a server. Mm-hmm. So we mm-hmm. look at uh, from the server point, we look at uh, from the client point, what are mm-hmm. the areas that can be compromised. So, and we also start uh, investigating, you know. So technically we start looking at zero day exploit or zero day or zero right. day remote, you know, which somebody has already exploited. Right. So I see like Windows 2010. Uh, Windows right. So first thing we do is, you know, we, okay, this application is posted on Windows 2010 mm-hmm. edition, okay, whatever, and the patch level of this. So then we go to the exploit DB. Zero-day exploits data. Mm-hmm. That you know already people have exploited. So mm-hmm. look for those low-hanging fruits. That's what mm-hmm. even the automated tools do. Correct. There are Correct. multiple automated tools available in the market. Correct. Correct. They also do that. Mm-hmm. And above that, you also need a manual penetration testing. Mm-hmm. So that's where we call it as a you know penetration testers do. The okay. use of those existing tools plus they also start poking around. You know, holes into the application hardware. Right. And that's where your, uh, when it comes to the manual penetration testing, I think that's where your skills of networking and uh, the exactly. hardware come into picture, right? Right. Yeah. What is the difference between a general penetration tester or whom we call as ethical hackers uh, who work for the um, companies, organizations, or governments? How are they different from people uh, who uh, are like, doing this on the other side of the spectrum, right? One thing I know is all of this is properly documented and everyone is informed about every decision. And one thing I know about this is that you don't exploit the vulnerability. Once you see the vulnerability, you just can you say that, yeah, we are having the access right now to the system and that's where you stop, right? But other than that, is there anything else that you would like to say uh, that would differentiate people who are working for the ethical reasons uh, and to protect the applications for better than the ones who are there on the other side of the spectrum. You brought up a good point. Mm-hmm. That actually brings into the different discussions about you know red team, blue team, penetration. Mm-hmm. There is a thin line there between the red team activity and the mm-hmm. penetration testing activity. Okay. As you said, we find the exploit, but uh, are we going to exploit it or not? Mm-hmm. We do. Okay. We do. See, okay. depending on where the application has been deployed. Okay. And uh, there is always a risk versus reward kind of thing. True, true. Like, let's mm-hmm. say if there is an application which mm-hmm. is deployed, which is a sensitive financial application deployed in the production, mm-hmm. and, uh, and at any given moment of time, mm-hmm. millions of users are already using it in production. Okay. So if a penetration tester has to test that application, mm-hmm. so to be on a safer side mm-hmm. and then to reduce the risk, the organization gives us a similar you know, instance 
deployed okay. lower environment. Okay. Maybe, okay. maybe salt environment, staging environment, or uh, development environment, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So where uh, we have a free hand. Correct, correct. True. Where we can do all the, even we go up to even exploiting that. Okay, okay. I mean, it makes sense, so right? Yeah. True. Also has to exploit. True, true. See, what happens is, bottom line, mm -hmm. when you say red team and uh, penetration tester, mm -hmm. both actually do the same thing. Okay. But uh, most of the times, the red team is focused at a broad level. Okay, okay. Let's say if somebody is working for the Bank of America, the red teamers come with the black box testing the campaign. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Where, like, uh, they are trying to emulate the exact, uh, the, you know, actions which a bad actor will do from outside. Mm -hmm. So what data is available for them? Let's mm -hmm. say they are trying to target XYZ.com bank. Right. Okay? So they will do their research mm -hmm. before even you know going into like mm -hmm. they go and see what DNS servers are used. So you know what kind of antivirus systems they are using. They want to get in the organization mm -hmm. and they want to prove that uh, what all the existing controls which are there mm -hmm. are not sufficient for the people who are coming as a black box tester from outside. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. True. But when it comes to penetration testing, mm -hmm. we are like, uh, most of the times we do something called a white box testing. White box testing, okay. Uh -huh. so white box testing means uh, we are inside the organization. There's a thin line between all those definitions. Yeah, yeah. So in your opinion, how do you uh, differentiate between red team, blue team, and the purple team? You were just saying earlier that how are you differentiating between the work of a penetration tester to the red team. So how do you uh, differentiate between all of them? Like what are the roles in this? There are, you know, like six or seven colors, you know. Who oh, is it? Okay. Blue team is defenders, okay? Right. Red team is attackers. Right. Okay. Now, when it comes to, let's say, yellow team, mm -hmm. they call it as builders. Okay. Who build the softwares. Mm-hmm which will be used both by the red team and blue team. Okay. okay. Let's say when the red team does the campaign, uh -huh. you know, they do like one month, they attack a bank. Okay. Right. So after that, they come out with, you know, their list, like, let's say you have a two-factor authentication. There's a problem here. Right. And uh, you are actually sending an email link for uh -huh. to reset the password. Correct. So that's the problem there, you know. Right. Those things, those kind of things. Or you are allowing some somebody to FTP. Right. Viewer account. Or you are allowing somebody to upload some data. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You are asking the customer to upload. Let's say a typical bank, okay? So right. if you're doing online banking, they may ask you to upload uh, your uh, you know, if you're opening a new bank account for mm -hmm. online bank, they may ask you to upload your ID documents, documents ID, right. all those things. Okay. Right. So now that's actually given a entry into the system where okay. somebody can upload a document. 
if we if we if a red teamer or an attacker perspective they are looking mm -hmm. at think that mm -hmm. okay if i am allowed to upload a pdf file mm -hmm. now why don't i upload a code malicious code mm -hmm. the same place and can i run that malicious code true mm -hmm. or the application mm -hmm. so that's what those simulations they do all those things once they do it they actually have to come back and mm -hmm. sit with the blue team see mm -hmm. how the organization improves okay In right right security posture has to be improved all the time correct so correct so once they get that data mm -hmm. so they come back with list of all these things okay i found out that you have a problem with your two factor authentication mm -hmm. okay so found out that your website having the ftp access is a problem you have right. open ssh which you mm -hmm. using. so i was able to get a shell mm -hmm. you know and i was able to get a shell then i can myself privilege escalation i did and i became a root on your server and give mm -hmm. mm -hmm. so they capture all the evidence right and, uh, they come back and they talk to the blue team that collaboration is actually mm -hmm. will be facilitated by somebody Correct, correct. Okay. I mean, if it is a very big organization, mm -hmm. right? That they call it as, you know, purple. <laughs> okay, okay. Now that makes sense. Actually, in between, a lot of people ask me like, how can I become a trend tester? What is mm -hmm. the mm -hmm. skill set we need? You know, this right. is a common question we get from true, true. a lot of people. Right. You know, I advise them. You mm -hmm. need you want to be not just a trend tester. Mm -hmm. You want a job in cyber security. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Need six things, okay? Right. I mean, this is me made up that, okay? True. So first thing is, you know, you have to be good with mm -hmm. the one programming language. Correct. Whether it's Java, mm -hmm. Net, Python, or whatever you want. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Be a master of one Python programming language. Okay. Why do I say that? Because even in the cybersecurity field, for you to exploit something, right. you need to know how the program logic works. Second thing I tell them is, you need to be an expert in one database. Right. Mm, one programming language, that is mm -hmm. the backend. Right. And the backend database. Right. Become good in one database. In our cybersecurity field, you have to know the database very clearly because as I told you, you know, in the beginning, it's all about uh, exploiting the data. The third one I tell everybody is uh, scripting language. Master mm -hmm. one scripting language. Right. JavaScript, JScript, and there are so many scripting languages out there. Right. Why we are talking about uh, mastering a scripting language? Mm -hmm. Because as a pen tester or a security mm -hmm. analyst, uh, mm -hmm. one of the vulnerabilities we look at is there can be only two vulnerabilities, okay? Correct. One client side and server side. Correct. So when you are trying to look at the client side vulnerabilities, once the HTML page is presented to the user mm -hmm. or the person who is trying to exploit that, so they mm -hmm. will start looking at, you know, the scripting. Is there any problem with the script? Can I right. do injection using that? Mm -hmm. that? So mm -hmm. you need to be master of one scripting language. Right. So next thing I tell is, you know, be a master of one operating system. Mm, 
because you need to know how the operating system works. Well, See, we're yeah. talking about front-end layer from the script mm -hmm. and programming language we came to mm -hmm. data. So you know the way all those things actually mm -hmm. sits in operating system. And end of the day, you know, subscribe to mm -hmm. all the you know blog sites which are their security mm -hmm. and have all the contacts included in your uh, LinkedIn mm -hmm. and do the bug bounty programs. For the conclusion part, right? What I wanted to ask you was like, what would you suggest? to the folks out there who want to join cybersecurity. I know that you touched based on those points a little, but I like, what would you like to conclude saying, like, what are the ways to come into cybersecurity? Um, like, how do you face interviews or like, uh, how, how much prep, when is the right time that you think that you're prepped or is it just a trial and error basis? Or, uh, as an overall, what would you suggest to people who are aspiring to come into cybersecurity or the students who are learning cybersecurity? Uh, or computer science engineer. Thing is, you know, if if I ask the same question to mm -hmm. my twenty years back myself, right. mm -hmm. okay. so only thing I say is, you know, be curious and uh, don't reject any opportunity. Correct. Correct. role you get first get a foothold in the organization. Correct. Correct. And uh, seek for the company. Can you know who can he help you in that journey? You have to join the relevant company. Good, Then once you join, look for mentors everywhere. True, true, true. Every bit of it information helps. True. And uh, you can be successful, or any project can be successful only when you are surrounded by brilliant people. True. Because once they are, you are surrounded by brilliant people, they come out with many different ideas and points mm -hmm. of view. And everything will become a learning point for you. Thank you so much, Suresh, for uh, giving such a detailed explanation and uh, such good suggestions to people who are out there. And hopefully we'll have a chat again soon on uh, in-depth in on a different topic for sure. Hope you find our episodes helpful and please feel free to share your suggestions so that we can improve ourselves. Wish you a great day ahead. See you in our next episode.